Welcome to the Straight Out of Home Video Podcast, part of the Geeky Waffle Network. And this week's episode is Beauty and the Beast, The Enchanted Christmas. I'm Candace, and with me is Brie. Hello. And Patty of the No Guilt Disney Podcast. Hey, Patty. Hey there. Okay, so this movie... <laughs> As a child, I thought this was a masterpiece. But now, as I watch it as an adult, I'm not thinking that anymore. It's so weird. It, yeah. It, so, it's something. <laughs> yeah. So, Patty, what I like to do is, Brie, please give a short summary of what this movie is. All right. Well, and I'd love to hear it because I'm yes. still not sure I understood what the movie's about. So. <laughs> Go for it, please. I will do my best. Beauty and the Beast and the Enchanted Christmas is about the people of the castle recalling a Christmas flashback where they learned how the Beast and why the Beast hates Christmas. A weird swamp creature like organ player forte, which is a strange name for a guy anyway, but whatever. I'm just saying, like, it doesn't make sense. Anyway, so he is miserable, and he's stuck being an organ, and he's like, I want to teach the bees that Christmas and love suck, and then almost kill everyone, but then somehow we're saved, and the magic and spirit of Christmas lives on. Is that? Wow. You really, you that was the shortest one she's done. <laughs> I so, was like, let's move on with this one. <laughs> So, yeah, it opens up. It's the first Christmas after Belle and the Beast, or I guess he's human. So, I guess the can. So, they're together. Yeah, they're together. They're married. And for some strange reason, Chip asked his mother to recall the story of last Christmas, even though he was there. He was. He lived it. And also, why would he want to recall the horrific moment of them almost all dying? That's Christmas fun. <laughs> oh, maybe yeah. he repressed it. That's why he didn't remember it. <laughs> maybe maybe that's the answer. No. So when you were talking about how funny the name Forte is for a dude, I was like, you know what? I know it means something in music. I, so I Googled it. It definitely does, right? I Googled it. So Forte means loud or strong, which <laughs> now when you think of that character, it makes sense why yeah. they named him Yeah, that, but, but I mean, was he really strong? I mean, well, he was I a little like, coward. Strong he personality. <laughs> I think I think strong personality is what I was going with. Not, oh, yeah, that, there yeah, you yeah, go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, anywho, just a side note. I was like, hmm, I'm curious what that means. It just, it just was weird. I mean, he's the only human who never looks human. You know, when they, they, they showed the him flashback. in that, in the flashback, the flashback. within the mm-hmm. flashback, you know, he, <laughs> I literally wrote down Swamp Thing. <laughs> so he's played by Tim Curry, who what? is becoming amazing, usual suspect in these movies we've been watching. <laughs> I mean, and he's a go-to voiceover for villainy. I mean, he just he, has that great voice. And as a child, I could not understand why would anyone not want to be human again? But then as an adult, I'm like, he's gone freaking crazy being like chained up to a wall. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> so the other one, well, the boiler can't walk around. Yeah. And so can't like the, I guess the other, like there's like shelves. Cabinets. Everything's alive. <laughs> there's an axe that's alive and he keeps complaining when she's like chopping the tree. Um, 
did anyone else in that chopping the tree moment n- notice when he said the massage line? Because it creeped yeah, me out. Yeah, okay. So, yes. That's, this is, mm-hmm. So, here's the thing about this movie. Thank you. Um, it's a kid's movie. Now, I'm, I was too old for this as a, as a kid's movie. So, when you guys are saying, like, oh, I, I remember as a kid loving it. I'm like, I, I, I never saw it as a kid. So, this was my very first viewing, and that's why I wanted oh to God. pick it. Yeah. And, and it gets better. Um, I, a lot of what I do is actually I review things from a parent perspective. Like, is this safe for kids? Is this good for kids? Ooh, kids like, mm-hmm. okay. So I had kind of that tuning in as I was watching it with my nine-year-old daughter sitting next to me. Now, <laughs> there were so many problematic lines and song lyrics and things oh my, that were I said them down. in this. Yes, right? They oh were. Yeah. So my answer is, is this movie safe for kids? And what I'm going to say is, no, <laughs> if you're if you're really paying attention, parents, no, it's not. But will your kids get half of it? Probably not. So, you know, whatever. But did she did she, your nine year old like react to the massage line. <laughs> she just thought that whole thing was weird. And okay. at one point she slips out. She has her iPad sitting next to her. She slips it out and she opens it up and she starts scrolling on YouTube. And I was <laughs> like, and there's my answer. This is not a movie. Even my nine year old who loves all things Disney she is my Disney loving, you know, child, and she was so excited to sit and watch this with me. She she was not into this movie, so um, no, she didn't react, but I did. I was like, "What? Wait, what did he just say?" So yeah, there's there's some lines that uh, throughout the movie, and even some of the songs um, yes. that were just not. Uh, it, we were definitely not listening to Mankin and Ashman from the original. <laughs> like you know, they that they were. I mean, they were definitely not there in this movie because it was. It was bad. It was bad. The songs are talk- horrible. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Let's talk about the song that I'm thinking about right now, which is Tim Curry's Forte's Don't Fall in Love. <laughs> I wrote down some of the lyrics. I even took a screen cap of this. One of the lines says, if you're turned on, just turn off. <laughs> I was like, what? I do not remember that as a child. He also says hell. Love is hell. Yes, love is hell. I wrote that one down, and I was like, "I mean, though that line is a mood, (laughs) like, but not for kids." Well, right, but and and not for you've got to remember, like, put this into perspective. When Beauty and the Beast came out, it was huge, right? Mm -hmm. And every little girl wanted to be Belle, and everybody loved this. And so they think a a couple years later to you know write this, or not even a couple years. I think it was what a year later, something like that. Anyway, they they did this, you know, make some more money off Beauty and the Beast, which I get. I respect. I'm all about making the coin. So, you know, I I don't fault Disney for doing the things they do. Um, What I was excited in the first moments of the show that I thought, oh, this is probably going to be pretty good, was when I realized that all of the original voice actors essentially were back. And I was like, Angela Lansbury. Yes. I was like, this can't be bad if... We've got Angela, right? Oh um, lord, we were so wrong. But uh, yeah. but but yeah. So so you know that was my thinking. But but yeah, it's it's definitely supposed to be for little kids. But this, my issue with it is that there was a lot of very you know eighties problematic things going on anyway. Like the idea that Belle was trying to stay with some guy. I mean, the Beast was not uh, sympathetic in any way, shape, or form to me in this. No. Show. He was just a yeah. big old jerk the entire time. So why yeah. do I want my daughter to like watch something to think that it's okay to let some guy treat you that way, right? Yeah, this takes place after 
he saves her from the wolves. And in at least my mind, in that part of the movie, he stops being yes, a jerk. He he had that trait. The change had had switched, and now all of a sudden we're back to like jerky, jerky beast. And wow. and even worse was like when they showed him as the um oh the kid. As, yes, as the, the jerky kid on Christmas Day before he turned into the beast originally, mm-hmm. I was like, you deserve to not come back. <laughs> I Somebody go crush that rose. We're going to go knock it over. Cause it, it's so interesting not. because in the original movie, because I was like trying to think, I'm like, in that flashback to him, wasn't there like a ball or whatever. You're thinking of live action. Was that version. only the live action? Because yes. I just know, like, his one I remember in the original one that I was like, oh, it's a 12 year old by himself in a castle. It's not great to help out an old person. Like, I don't know. Like, it, a stranger that was danger. Sketch. Yeah, stranger danger. But here, he was acting like Dudley Dursley going, last year I had 24 presents. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, it was just um, so much of this movie, y'all. So much of this movie was is not. I, I think. I think my answer to this, to to get off my soapbox as a parent, is <laughs> if you are thinking like light, fun Christmas holiday movie with your kid, don't. No, yeah, he actually, locks her up in a dungeon. Mm-hmm. There's yeah. a review of this from a parent on Rotten Tomatoes that says, if you are looking for a sweet holiday tale, this is not it. <laughs> yes. Far scarier than you might expect for a Disney holiday title. No, I completely yeah. agree. It, it was, it was, and again, I don't know, maybe back in the 80s. Was this 80s? I keep this saying 90s. No, 90s. 90s. Oh my gosh. Six. Or 90, seven. 96. Yeah. I don't remember us being quite this harsh back then, but maybe we were. I don't know. I mean, I know here we are in 2020, we look at things differently now in, in some things we would never see on screen, right? That yeah. yeah. back then. Um, but I I just didn't realize that it, even the back in the 90s where I was pushing things back to the 80s, but I guess the 90s. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it, that's a, I think that that's a good sum, summation is it's not a light and fun, um, entertaining Christmas. It's, it's no. not te- like, it's not the worst thing I've ever sat and watched. I did watch the whole <laughs> thing. I wasn't, horrified the entire time just some of the time and there were some some moments you know Belle is a, is still a sweet good loving character there's things you can learn you know from her the voices were fun to kind of have that throwback in memory of of some of the people you know like Jerry Orbach who's not here anymore and yeah. I mm-hmm. loved him so much so I mean there's we got some of those some of that back so I, I think the intention was good at one point to bring these beloved characters um, with these beloved actors back it's just the execution of it was so bad. <laughs> so bad. Oh, it, okay, so speaking of which, just about the voice actors, mm-hmm. the only one who didn't reprise their role was like Bradley Pierce who played Chip and mm-hmm. Haley Joel Osment takes over. Yeah, yeah. Because his voice changed. Yep. Which of course happens like with Finding Nemo and the Finding Dory. Like the kid's voice mm-hmm. is too different. Yeah. Candace, did you watch this more than once as a kid? Because I, I think I only saw it once. and I Oh, no. We had this on VHS. No, I and think my we mom watched does it too, but... Every Christmas. Every... You wait. No. Every yes. Christmas you watch this? Ever since it came out for a few years, we watched it every Christmas. <laughs> I think I was like one and done. Because also... Candace, what really... I'm not judging your mom, but... <laughs> okay. Just for the just record, I have a younger kidding. sister. So... 
And it was Belle. Do you know how many times I was Belle for hell? No, I, I know. know. No, you it's were Belle. obsessed yep. with Belle. Yep. yep. I mean, she made me read books. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you about what this movie possibly could be. So right after the first movie comes out, 1991, they're like, we need a sequel. And of course, after Return of the Dufar, they're like, yes, we can make money off of this. Uh-huh. Oh, gosh. That movie. So it was going to feature Gaston's vengeful younger brother. What? Av- Aviant as a villain. What? Yes. And he's actually in John Crusoe's, um the 1946 movie. So the filmmakers felt that it would lack the magic because they're going to be uncursed at this time. And there's going to be no beast. It would be like Beauty and the formerly known as Beast. <laughs> right, right, right. Beauty and Adam. Yeah, his goal was to ruin the lives of Belle and the Prince. It's, it sounds very Little Mermaid 2 with Ursula's sister coming in. Yeah. So they decided to do like a midquel. A midquel. Yes. That's what, that's yeah. what we've been calling it. Yeah. Yeah. I uh I kind of I don't I don't know if it made money I don't know how much money it oh, made. Are you I, ready? Yeah. Do you want to know how much? Money I, it I do because I hope it was worth it because it's not good. It is the fourth highest grossing direct to video animated film. Stop it! It is not. It, ma- it made over a hundred and eighty million dollars. All right. Well, see. What I, am I, I doing with my life if yeah. this got that much money? It's right behind Aladdin: The King of Thieves, which made a hundred and eighty-six million. Mm-hmm. How much did this cost to make? Like, what was the budget on this? I can't find that. But oh. based on previous ones, I would say two to four million. That's I mean, what- probably everything went to the voice actors because the one thing that really, oh, it just irritated me beyond anything else was how they animated Forte as the organ. It was like this 3D <laughs> against a 2D. And I hate it. I hate it with a burning burning fire <laughs> as a kid i thought that was cool so yeah forte looked like um I, what did i write down he he was a cross between uh scar and the mirror you know magic mirror or evil oh, queen yeah. like that's the that's the vibe i was getting anytime he'd say anything but why wasn't it 2d <sighs> that i can't tell you because i i, I just i just doing. don't understand i was like why is there mixed media in this movie they're, they're it just didn't need to there's be that. A, I feel like there's a lot, especially in these straight to home video sequels. I mean, they did that in the Mighty Ducks, the TV series. Maybe they were trying new things out, and this was like the a test. yeah the the place yeah. that they could get away with trying and seeing how people responded to it, or how it worked, or how they felt about it. Because I mean, that that was the only thing I could think of when when I was watching this and. Just trying to understand why they did it. And obviously, I know the answer was money. And like I said, because we all wanted more Beauty and the Beast and all little girls wanted more Belle. So, I mean, I, I know why. Because, but, oof. <laughs> I hate, I like, I just hate that style anyway. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. I prefer 2D. And it just, it was so distracting. It took me out. I mean, not that this movie was great, but like, it did like take me out so much. Like, when watching it. I don't know. It was, it was distracting. Un- no, it was distracting. I get yeah, it. Yeah, it was so yep. distracting. Yep. Oh, well, other than Tim Curry plays Forte, Paul Rubens plays Fife, his minion. Yeah, Paul. Pee Wee yeah. Herman? I did not know this. All right, yep. all right. And then Bernadette Peters plays Angelique. Yeah. Now, I did know Bernadette Peters, and she, mm, I adore her. I adore her, adore her, but this character. <laughs> 
I could not even with her, especially like when they were doing the the kitchen, the the, the fake be, uh, be our guest for the oh, kitchen yeah. Christmas song where they were trying, which again, I know what they were trying to do, but it does not, it does not work, people. It does not work. Uh, it's, it's actually, and it's so cringeworthy. It's, it's just, it wasn't good. But her in that particular scene, I was like. Bernadette, baby, what are you doing? No, I don't like this. Who did this to you? And Lumiere. Lumiere's a freaking player. Oh. <laughs> he needs to keep his flames to himself. <laughs> he well, does. He he was like that in the first one, though. No, he just had one girl, though. Fifi. The feather duster. No, I know. I don't know. He just gave that vibes, you know, that, that F-boy vibes. <laughs> no. No, he did. Yeah. I mean, okay. I don't know. <laughs> okay. So um, I, I want to just talk about this scene really quick. Um, when they're trying to convince Cog- Cogsworth to do Christmas, the wine glasses are whining. And I thought that was hilarious as a child. I was like, that's so clever. How did it work for you today? I thought it was a stupid child. <laughs> <laughs> also, the way they get him to agree is to tell him they'll have pudding. And that goes to a whole other question. The furniture can eat? <laughs> you know what? Um, as you've told me in the past, Candace, a dispension of disbelief. That was Vanessa. That wasn't oh, me. Sorry. I am here. <laughs> well, that's Vanessa. Well, you know, I don't She's I not don't here know. right now. Okay. Well, then we can talk about how weird it is. I've never seen a clock eat pudding. If I gave a clock pudding, <laughs> it wouldn't... It would it would drown in pudding. I don't know. Like it. It just it, it, it. There's too many questions. If you bring that up, like, where does it go? <laughs> Do you have to feed like the freaking boiler or the axe? Well, the axe one. Some. I mean, the axe was sexual. He wanted something more than food. Oh my! He, he was. Oh. Yeah, this oh. whole this whole show was just. I'm sorry. I think I'm the one that picked it. I have to apologize. <laughs> I made you guys okay. relive this whole thing. Oh mercy! I think no, like I, I didn't remember any of this movie, and maybe this is why. I remembered all the songs. Also, can I just say like they brought like so much trauma in this movie, mm-hmm. like from the beast having trauma being turned into a beast, and then the trauma he caused on everyone. And then trauma of sticking Belle back in a dungeon. And then she's like crying and is like, you'll never be more than just a beast. Like it was, it was intense. It got dark. Yeah, this, yeah, this is, this was, so I kept saying to my daughter, I was like, it's going to be like Christmas in July. Ha ha ha. You know, that was kind of why I picked this. Mm -hmm. I was like, let's have Christmas in July, Lucy. And she's like, great. And then we sat and we started watching it and she looked at me and she goes, it's not Christmas, Mom. This is like Halloween. This is like a horror movie. <laughs> I was like, you're not wrong. <laughs> and you know what? Um, yeah. I love horror movies, and this one didn't do it for me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Forte says, before the enchantment, there was no need for my particular brand of genius. But now the master needs my melodies to feed his tormented soul. Ooh. Oh, I do like that, though. It's very like you that's like very fan of the opera ish, you know. Oh, speaking speaking of wish, Forte says I think not. Plays his court, and then there's a moment where Chips asks what's happening, and it's like the chandelier drop and fan of the opera. I did notice that, and I was like, mm, Andrew Lloyd Webber. 
Oh, one other thing, if you're talking about the composers, this is the first and only animated film by Disney to have its music score composed by a female composer. (sighs) Although some songs have been partially composed by female songwriters, but the score, at least. There was nothing wrong with the score. No. No. (laughs) Just... I guess my issue is the lyrics. <laughs> oh yeah, my gosh. it's definitely the. I don't know. It's just awful. I thought All that when I was a kid, I loved that story sequence when she's writing him the book. Oh wait, oh that was so. I was like, what is going on? And I was like, this is bad. So you can see when they're flying together, they're on a magic carpet. There's a little Aladdin yeah. reference. But I also wrote down in my notes, I'm like, Belle wrote a whole book in one day. This whole thing happens in two days. (laughs) Christmas Eve morning. And then I guess the next day Christmas. But majority is all Christmas Eve. Look, people didn't have distractions back then. They didn't have Twitter. They didn't have Facebook. She was in quarantine before quarantine. Correct. They did not have anything getting them off task. So I could see it. I don't. Let's just say that's not the most unbelievable thing that happened in this story. That's true. Because the beast was like wallowing and like. And and yeah, what else is she going to do? Talk to the cupboards for 16 (laughs) hours a day? Also, can I just say, (laughs) that's true. Uh, Can I just say, I would be miserable if I was stuck as the boiler. (laughs) I think there's so many horrible positions you could be in. Like, I I would be so jealous of Lumiere. I'm like, you're just a candlestick. You get to walk. Great. Well, that's why Forte went crazy. He was a creepy organ that was chained up. (laughs) Who looked like a swamp monster to begin with. He had, it didn't he have like almost fangs it looked like? I don't know. His face was messed up. I think you're reading way too much into this. <laughs> he just, I was like, why? They, because the thing is like, they tried to make him villainous even before. Before. But like, I was like, no one looks like that. I don't know. It was olden times. He might like have the plague or something. <laughs> well, then he should be grateful that he's an organ. Yeah. Yeah, he was happy. He wanted yeah. to be the organ. He wanted That's to stay true. the organ. He was cool with all also, that. Also, when did he get magical lasers? Like- yeah, that was really weird. <laughs> he is magical because he could like open chests and have like a laser light show. Yeah, I was like, what? When did he- when did we get lasers in this? Like, it doesn't. <laughs> Y'all, <laughs> no sense. Don't, I don't. I think I think we should just agree not to try to make any sense of this because <laughs> I don't, you know, I don't, again, I don't remember the 90s being um, where people were experimenting with a lot of psychedelic drugs, but maybe they were. I don't know. But whoever oh, I, came I up like with were. this one. Okay. Whoever like, came up with this, are. I just, I, it was, it was just so far out there and I was thankful that I missed it and it didn't <laughs> attack me in my childhood um, and that I was definitely you know, had aged out of it. So, uh, gosh, yeah, by the, if it's like 96, 97, I was definitely full on, full grown adult, but ooh. <laughs> not for kids, not for kids. I just feel like so, the, the laser light show also reminded me something out of um, the Page Master. Oh. Yeah. I vaguely remember that one. Oh, I, I love the Page. Culkin. Yeah, Macaulay Culkin, Page Master. That, that one was, traumatized me as a kid. Oh, I like that That was scary. <laughs> I like the the ones that are supposed to be scary, not the ones that are supposed to parading as Christmas. 
Oh, so Patty, I thought you actually chose this one because this is the only sequel that we actually see in the Disney parks. So What do you mean we if, see it in the Disney parks? So, like, if you go to Be Our Guest during Christmas time, a lot of the decorations are similar to this movie, including Angelique is on the top of the Christmas tree. Wait, they acknowledge this movie? <laughs> Now, I, I think, I think yes, I, I want to, when you said that, I was like, you know what, ding, 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 I'm kind of, I feel like um her dress, I feel like. Yes, it's her dress too. Yeah. Her, I have that, yeah. Belle's dress is uh something that I've seen in the parks or seen pictures of or, or something along those lines. She, it's in the parade in and the also parade. you can get a photo with her too. That's I, No, it. maybe, I think she might be in Peasants then. Or maybe I'm getting confused with the Halloween. No, you can't. At, at Epcot, she's in, in her. In her, in her pink Christmas. dress. In her Christmas outfit. Oh. Yes. Yeah, so, but, yeah, that's a very good question. Why are they acknowledging this movie? Just because of the dress? Now, I'll, I like the dress. I like the dress a lot. I'll give, the, I'll give mm-hmm. them points for the dress. But the rest of the movie, no. Here's the thing. If they're going to acknowledge just, like, Angelique, they should acknowledge Forte. You know what I mean? Like, if they're going to acknowledge... <laughs> just have a creepy pipe organ play? <laughs> yes, yes. You know what? If they're, if they're going to acknowledge it, they have to acknowledge everything. And that would be the evil organ who wants to kill everyone and love and Christmas. <laughs> I I do... I might be wrong, but I do remember hearing, like, the Christmas... What's the Christmas song? As Long As There's Christmas? Oh. Like, the instrumental mu- music of it playing. As There's Christmas. Oh. Yeah, that was playing like when you're in like the Beauty and the Beast section of Magic Kingdom and Fantasyland. Like, you know how they even play like music from the Broadway show? Like the Gaston? Oh. It's me. Okay, I know way too much about <laughs> everything Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> but yeah, they they acknowledge this. I feel like they sell merch related to this. Hmm. While other stuff is kind of just forgotten. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They're, they're cherry picking their own movie. I guess it's because it's Christmas and it's also Beauty and the Beast and a lot of people liked it, including me. <laughs> well, did, Candace, did you like the line of this is no angel? It's the shadow of a monster. He is a, one of those goth nightmare boys that you like so much, Brie. That's true. I don't know. I've never I cried. I did cry when the beast changed into human in the first movie when I was little. <laughs> see, see, you wanted him to be a nightmare boy. I guess so. I do like, I do like the nightmare boys. I've been teasing Brie about that since I think we were fourteen. Yes, this has been my motif. Draco Malfoy is my husband. Is your okay? That's your man. All right. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. Got yeah, it. That, that's what started it all. The weasel. I love him. He was a ferret, Brie. I know, but he acts like a weasel. So, can you guys guess the Rotten Tomatoes critic score? I'm going to say a 5%. Uh, okay. I looked it up. It was a 13. <laughs> it should have been 5. There's wh- What enjoyment do they get to give this a 13? Well, I think I, I think I still kind of like it, and I feel like I might start watching it during Christmas time again. Oh, no. Um, <laughs> no. Oh, no um, a Rotten Tomatoes, so I think it was, I think Rotten Tomatoes was fairly new back then. So yeah, also, so not that many people. Yeah, you got to remember that, like, their official score meter at that time, they probably mm-hmm. only had a handful of uh, people that actually critiqued this one. And if it came out fresh and new now and they actually had people critique, it probably, it probably would. I don't even think it'd make a five. I think they'd be much harsher with it. I think they would really hurt it. But um, I was only giving the 5% for Angela Lansbury. Well, yes. 
Yes, Angela and Jerry Orbach. I sorry, I'm gonna throw Jerry in, into with Angela okay, because I Gary. love him so much. That's um, true. But outside of that, yeah, I mean, even Tim Curry and Bernadette Peters, like I still, I just, I couldn't. I love y'all. them, but I know yeah. not in this movie. It was, it was that. That's that's how eek this one was. So I went on on Rotten Tomatoes and I saw one of the quotes that you gave Candace about the review. Mm-hmm. And there's a one right by it that's amazing. A fairly mm-hmm. desperate attempt to create a plot where there's no room for one. <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah, my, my, my daughter just kept saying, I'm so confused. This is happening. Oh, no. When is this happening again? Why is this happening again? And I was just like, oh, my little mini movie critic in the yeah. making. Because she, yeah, she didn't get it either. And so I'm kind of like, if, if the nine-year-old's not, getting it yeah then. we're enjoying it mm-hmm. at mm-hmm. all mm-hmm. Mm. maybe they should just done like a chip adventure you know of like chip exploring and getting into trouble well, Bree, remember we have two more bell movies to watch <laughs> oh, no. tales of friendship and bell's magical world i bet you're gonna I've never get some seen chip either of them i mean like, i remember watching this like once again though it must have just like was like, no, nope, I'm going to erase this from my memory. Just like little Brie throwing it over their shoulder, being like, bye. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's there's a lot that I was like, nope. So, yeah, we usually ask, oh, is this good for kids? Is it not? So no for kids. No, no for, for adults. No for adults. Except for me and other people who enjoyed this as a child because we were crazy. I mean, but you're going to start watching it again every Christmas. Yes, I am. With my hot cocoa and I don't know what else. Probably probably some alcohol, too. I feel like there's a drinking game somewhere in Well, this. you know, it's funny you said that. Because I was like, if this is like 90, I, I kind of was putting the math together. And I was like, if this is 96, 97, somewhere around there, that was my prime, you know, get the drink on years. And <laughs> if I had ever watched this, this would have been a drinking game show. Absolutely. 100% it would have been a drinking game show. So that, I, you know, I might have to put some thought into that and put so together a little drinking game with a this. Animated object becomes sexual. Oh my you could take a shot. Um, <laughs> you take five shots. You don't need to remember every that. time uh, trauma is brought up. <laughs> the word Christmas. <laughs> okay, then you just have alcohol poisoning, Brie. <laughs> I mean, it'd be quicker to end the movie with, right? Oh. Mm. Don't 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 induce alcohol poisoning, kids. It's bad. <laughs> that's bad. I'm just gonna cut that that's part bad. out because that's <laughs> that's like a lawsuit waiting to happen. Okay, I I can't think of anything else to talk about. Oh, no, I, because the, this movie. I mean, there's there's nothing to it. There's not a great plot. There's no good songs unless you really like that. As long as there'd be Christmas songs. The thing is with my nostalgia glasses, I don't know. Like I can't take them off. Do you? Oh, comes to Beauty and the Beast kind of stuff. Like that song? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's Beauty and the Beast. It's Paige O'Hara singing. I felt bad that she had to sing that. <laughs> okay, I did have I had that moment too. I okay, thank did. you. And and I, you know, part of this is uh, I I think I can say this because by the time by the time this comes out, it'll be fine. But I had <laughs> a screener for the on Disney Plus the new Howard Ashman documentary that's coming out. Mm-hmm. 
And I just watched this yesterday. So very much in my mind was, you know, mm-hmm. Little Mermaid and Beauty and the Beast and Aladdin and, and, and all of these amazing songs and lyrics. And they actually show some of the recording sessions with Paige O'Hara. And oh, um, wow. so when I watched this today, <laughs> when I watched this, I had that moment of, Oh, sweet Paige, this is not this is not Howard, is it? I mean, it was. No, I, I really. I, did I just hope they paid her because, like, I know. If I was just in that recording booth. I'd be like, really? <laughs> okay. And the arrangements were so weird. I was like, what tune are we on? <laughs> like, yeah. I but yeah, I had that thought too. So I'm right there with you. That all right? Thank you. Yeah. No, Ooh. you're not yes, the only Patty. one. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you guys for ripping into my childhood. You're Appreciate welcome. it. <laughs> Can so, I come back on your podcast? <laughs> yes. Um, if I have anything pick- to say about this, I'm going to say yes, Penny. Um, <laughs> I'm over here judging gonna- her parenting uh, as as a kid when she was growing up. Um, judging her choices of music <laughs> and how she's still going to watch this. Um, <laughs> here's this here's one, the thing, though. I think this is, but luckily, this is the last one that I really have fond memories of as a child. After this, I realized movies could be bad. Ooh, okay. Because we get to the Pocahontas 2. Oh, and Hunchback, Hunchback of Notre too. Dame 2. Okay, Candace, how about this? On this mm-hmm. podcast, I'll promise I will watch this with you on Christmas since I was I, I ripped into you, your childhood. <laughs> well, if it helps, you'll probably be, be able to hang out with Bucky during it. Just, so we'll make it better. I'm, My dog yes. is the cutest. I'm just so. going to cuddle with your dog and me and your dog are just going to like cringe <laughs> at everything. He didn't want to watch this one with me. Good, good reason why. <laughs> See, the dogs do sense evil. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> You know what? We just need a good Tim Curry voiceover movie, which would be Fern Gully. Yeah, that's what I was, I'm like. There already is one. It's Fern Gully. Yeah, oh, I love that one. It might not hold up. We don't know. We'll find out eventually. We'll find out. I'm pretty sure there's also direct to home sequels. So we'll Ooh. also talk about that later, Bree. <laughs> <laughs> Patty, can you tell people about your blog and podcast? Oh yeah, yeah. Thanks. Uh, so I have a podcast. It's called No Guilt Disney. And I'm one of three co-hosts, and we are three grown women that probably know way too much about the Disney parks, and we don't care. (laughs) We are going to talk (laughs) about it. Any chance we get, we are definitely those folks that are, you know, at the grocery store, and you overhear somebody say something about going to Disney, and we're like, oh, really? When are you going? What are you doing? Do you have your ADRs? Do you have your fast passes? Do you know anything about it? Well, you know about Rise of the Resistance, right? Okay. You know, that's us, right? Uh, so we have this podcast and it's a variety of, of things that we talk about. Sometimes they're games, which you were, uh, on our podcast and you did a game with us and yeah. sometimes they're news because there's been a lot of breaking news lately. So yeah. we're kind of in this news thing right now. Um, but that's not our main focus. We're not trying to be a news or a trip report podcast. We're more just like the fun stuff of Disney. But we also have some fun things like on the horizon. Teresa's really into more of the history of things and she really likes Imagineers and, you know, the the old men of Disney and, and that kind of thing. And we haven't had a chance yet to like dig into that side of things. So we're hoping to do that soon. So we're just kind of uh, anything pretty much Disney parks is on the uh, is available to be talked about. But our most popular episodes are things like the unpopular opinions Uh, We are very into having the folks that are listening to us 
send us their stories, send us their opinions, send us their memorable moments, send us their stories of cast member interactions. And we like to share those on episodes. So that's what that's about. And it has a corresponding blog, which is noguiltdisney.com, which is all Disney all the time. Heavy dose of run Disney. If you've ever wanted to run one of those races, let me know. I've got all the questions answered. Hashtag all the questions all over this blog, and I can point you in the right directions. You guys have an awesome Facebook group, which we I do. became a part of. Yes, yeah. Thanks and it's for great to talk. Thanks for joining with us. Yeah, we do. We yeah. have a we have a Facebook group, uh, No Guilt Disney. I mean, everything's No Guilt Disney, and you can come join us in the Facebook group too. And you know, it's not. It's very, it's very chill, very relaxed. It's just as stuff comes up, we have discussions about it. Sometimes we put, you know, fun memes and games in there. Sometimes it's just, uh, hey guys, I heard this. Does anybody know anything about it? Kind of questions. You know, it's just, it's a, it's a good group. We, yeah, we really like it. It's a lot there. of fun. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Bree, can you tell people how to find us? Yeah, you can go to venture on over to thegeekywaffle.com. You'll find all our podcasts um, and links there. And we also have a Facebook community group that we just started called the Geeky Waffles. Um, so come join us and be nerdy with us. It's a very safe place. So we'd be more than happy to have you over. Um, and then you can find us on Twitter and uh, Instagram as well. Okay. Well, thank you both for destroying my childhood. You're I welcome. It. You're welcome. Anytime. Yes. <laughs> and thank you all for listening. We hope you have a happily ever after until the sequel.